coming up in this episode. North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. U.S. officials say an Iranian drone came within 100 feet of a U.S. Navy warplane in the Persian Gulf. We had not made a decision regarding how we will respond to Russia's request to remove U.S. diplomatic personnel. It is a big deal what is going on. It is a concern to the world, not just the United States. Investigators suspending the search for three service members missing at sea, now calling it a recovery mission. Water, sanitation, hygiene, all these things are getting prepositioned to be ready uh, for the day after ISIS. The Defense Intelligence Agency, the nation's premier all-source military intelligence organization, is preparing for alarming global changes. But there's a problem with that intelligence. We're collecting more data today than we can effectively process. What we process, we struggle to make sense of. And that which we make sense of, we can't effectively disseminate across a global enterprise to ensure that it gets to the decision maker who needs it most. And if that doesn't happen, the decisive advantage is lost. But DIA has a plan. Artificial intelligence, machine learning. We'll hear all about it coming up on this edition of Target USA. The National Security Podcast. From WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. Russia could render huge harm to this country. North Korea's secret missile. Capable of reaching the whole of the United States. Dangerous terrorist. D.C. is repeatedly mentioned as someplace they would like to seek an attack. Cyber criminals. Decryption successful. America has a target on its back. And on this program, we investigate the threats, the people behind them, the agencies fighting them, and the impact on you. This is Target USA, the National Security Podcast. I'm J.J. Green. The Defense Intelligence Agency is composed of 16,000 men and women spread out around the world. We are analysts, we're scientists, we're collectors, we're soldiers, we're accountants, programmers, we're even Marines and much more who provide intelligence in foreign, on foreign militaries, the operating environments they work in, that hopefully brings the decision advantage to prevent and decisively win wars. General Vincent Stewart, director of the Defense Intelligence Agency, speaking in June at the GEO 2017 conference in San Antonio, Texas. And during his speech, he made a statement that might have caught some off guard. Our world is changing, changing dramatically, changing at an alarming pace, and I need your help. DIA's mission is to provide intelligence on foreign militaries and operating environments that deliver decision advantage to prevent and decisively win wars. They provide that military intelligence to warfighters, defense policymakers, and force planners in the Department of Defense and the intelligence community in support of U.S. military planning and operations and weapons systems acquisition. DIA plans, manages, and executes intelligence operations during peacetime, crisis, and war. And here's where the problem is. We're collecting more data today than we can effectively process. 
What we process, we struggle to make sense of. And that which we make sense of, we can't effectively disseminate across a global enterprise to ensure that it gets to the decision maker who needs it most in a way that drives critical decision-making processes. And the reality is uh, we're not just struggling to keep up. In many ways, we're actively resistant to change in the way we do business in the intelligence community. And history shows us that those who fail to adapt to change are often left behind. That's what keeps Stewart up at night, and with good reason, because by his own admission, the scale of problems facing the world is staggering. Today, the challenges our decision makers are dealing with are immense, and they're growing every day. Terrorism, regional instability, economic crises, epidemics, cyber attacks, and even natural disasters. All while posturing to address the array of threats posed by near-peer competitors, state actors, non-state actors, fractured states, proto-states. The challenges are complicated by the astounding array, volume, and detail of the data the intelligence community needs to wade through, make sense of, and pass on quickly to defense and security decision makers. Leading the list of concerns today, August 9th, 2017. North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. He has been very... President Donald Trump with a stern warning for North Korea on August day. There is significant concern that a shooting conflict could break out between the U.S. and North Korea. And on today, August 9th, 2017, Secretary of Defense James Mattis issued a statement warning North Korea to stand down, saying the DPRK should cease any consideration of actions that would lead to the end of its regime and the destruction of its people. He said their actions will continue to be grossly overmatched, and he advised North Korea to stop its nuclear program. The Defense Intelligence Agency is in the forefront of figuring out what North Korea is up to. But that's only a part of the big mission DIA has in front of it. Listen to a small portion of General Stewart's speech at the G.O. Wentz Symposium. He laid out five major challenges DIA is dealing with. We're faced with five no-fail missions, as I like to call them, or the four plus one, as General Dunford like, likes to say. Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, and the current threat of violent Salafi jihadists, Daesh and Al-Qaeda. And we're dealing with them in multiple domains, cyberspace, surface, land and sea, subsurface, underground and undersea, and air. And each of these uh, challenges seek to remake the world or part of the world where they're the center of influence in the region. Russia is pursuing aggressive military modernization and what we in the West call hybrid warfare to destabilize our friends and allies. It is establishing footholds in strategic areas like the Arctic and in space. It has the largest nuclear arsenal on Earth and is challenging a number of international treaties. It is using information operations to shape the political landscape, both here 
in the United States and around the world. China, a near-peer competitor, has invested in advanced military capabilities and projection platforms, aircraft carriers, submarines, and stealth fighters. They have the world's largest missile force and are building up their space and counter-space programs. Need I mention their aggressiveness in cyberspace? They're competing for economic influence with our Asian friends and allies. Their expansionist views are founded on a strategy that is not impulsive or short. They're laying the foundation for the next 100 years. Iran and North Korea, North Korea are actively destabilizing their regions, threatening our friends and allies. North Korea is trying to fit a nuclear weapon on a solid-fuel ballistic missile, posing a direct threat to the U.S. homeland. And in Iran is the world's leading state-sponsor of terrorism, building its proxies capacity across the world, across the region, and across the world. Neither have plans to stop these actions. Daesh and al-Qaeda are intent on perpetuating their worldview as far as they can. The fight extends beyond the battlefields of Afghanistan, Syria, and Iraq. Daesh has proclaimed branches in Algeria, Libya, Tunisia, Sinai, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Nigeria, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, and the Caucasus, with emerging ones in Mali, Bangladesh, Indonesia, and the Philippines. These five actors are integrating the full range of their capabilities to challenge our resolve and advancing their interests. They're able to do so in areas where they know we haven't developed the effective responses to their threats yet. What General Stewart is saying is the U.S.'s adversaries have recognized what the vulnerabilities are, and the U.S.'s concern and problems are compounded by the fact that they're essentially ganging up on the U.S. On August 1st, I had a chance to sit down with General Stewart, and I asked him some questions about the challenges the U.S. is facing, and he said essentially the U.S. hasn't lost its edge or its leadership in any of those domains, including subsurface, surface, cyberspace, air, and space. But he did say the U.S.'s adversaries are making serious challenges. So what's the answer? Artificial intelligence, analytic tools, machine learning. Artificial intelligence is essentially computer systems able to perform tasks that normally require human intelligence, such as visual perception, speech recognition, decision-making, and translation between languages. Here's what Stewart had to say about why it's necessary. Every day there's a new bit of technology that can improve the way we do business. Artificial intelligence, analytic tools, machine learning. We need to tear down the rice bowls and stovepipes that leverage everything that today and tomorrow's technology can bring to the fight. We need speed and accuracy in collection. We need data tagged that with insights and ready for dissemination to all of our customers and our partners. We need the human ability to understand what we're able to collect. We need to leverage technology so that our analysts can more quickly see the patterns that only people can see. And we need to be able to deliver that data so decision makers can act faster than our adversaries. So how does DIA plan to deploy this technology, artificial intelligence, machine learning, 
On the same day I met with General Stewart, I had a chance to meet with Johnny Sawyer, who's the principal deputy director for analysis at DIA, for a thorough explanation. Artificial intelligence, I've been told, plays a huge role in the future for DIA and for most intelligence agencies. Give us a sense of how AI plays a big role or how it impacts what DIA is going to be doing in the future. Well, DIA's mission has not changed. Uh, The world has fundamentally changed in terms of technology and the ability of our adversaries to uh, garner uh, large amounts of uh, insights through uh, the use of big data. So DIA must also uh, develop those capabilities that will allow it to fuse both classified and unclassified information uh, together and to allow our analysts to move from uh, sorting and sifting through uh, information to uh, producing uh, comprehensive intelligence assessment, that is to change the time that they would spend against those large data uh, elements. Artificial intelligence, machine learning, is uh, uh, a technology that uh, we would use in order to better understand uh, massive amounts of data and to gain the insight necessary to uh, ensure that we're able to protect our operational capabilities as well as understand our adversaries. And what are your adversaries doing at this point that gives you the understanding that it's imperative to perfect what it is that you're doing, uh, what it is that you're working on with AI, uh, and to do it in an expeditious manner? AI, as as I uh, mentioned earlier, allows... uh, an ability to look at uh, uh, massive amounts of data, big data, so to speak, in order to uh, gain insights, whether in the business environment or uh, in a nation state's capabilities. They're looking at that data to better understand how we conduct operations to gain insights into the decisions that are being made, uh, you know, in terms of our national security. And so for the defense intelligence agencies, looking at the operational environments in which foreign militaries uh, conduct uh, their uh, operations, we have to have a a better understanding of those things that are knowable. And today, with the advent of big data, there is more that is knowable about a particular adversary, but there's also uh, an ability for that information to overwhelm you. And for us here at DIA, uh, using artificial intelligence, as our adversaries ha- uh, are doing as well, is to gain an insight into what is knowable, to better understand the capabilities and capacities of those military uh, uh, of those militaries, as well as how we can protect our own capabilities. Do you have an, a sense of some adversary that may be uh, on the leading edge of AI on their own? You, you mentioned that. Of course, the U.S. is not the only uh, country involved in this. Are there any adversaries in particular that uh, you believe may be uh, in a position to challenge the U.S. or cause issues for the U.S.? So I wouldn't say that there's a particular adversary that's in a position to challenge the U.S. information superiority. What I would say is that all adversaries are taking advantage of the new technologies that are out there and they're applying them to uh, their uh, information uh, gathering uh, process as well as understanding uh, and gaining insights from that data. How long will it be before you realize essentially uh, 
some of the benefits of some of the stuff that you're working on now? Clearly, you are little by little. I mean, AI is not new, and you're it's it's a generational process. Where would you say you are in the process of developing the kind of capability that you need, that you see you will need in the future, or is this something that comes uh, when you need it? It's, it's something that comes when it's developed, and you just take it when you get it. So, I would say that um, that. Uh, AI, uh, machine learning, is in its infancy, but it, it is uh, growing exponentially in terms of the, the technology that is uh, allowing uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning to uh, sort through the massive amount of data. For us, we have already, DIA, we have already taken advantage of those capabilities primary, primarily and the gathering of information that allows us to populate our databases and have that understanding of the operational environment in which the uh, foreign militaries um, you know, uh, operate in. What about the people that work with this kind of information or this kind of technology or that will be working with it? What kind of education are they going to need uh, and are they getting that at this point? Is this standard stuff yet or is this something that we as a nation, and certainly as an intelligence, you as an intelligence organization, are going to have to make special provisions to educate people to, to, to be able to work with this more effectively. So in its nascent stages, I think that it is critically important that uh, we have uh, data scientists to help us uh, understand how we can better apply this technology. However, in the future, I think that it will become an uh, inherent component of uh, each of our jobs. There's a fundamental transformation that is going on in this world. While today we look at some of the, the more menial tasks that are being uh, uh, overtaken by artificial intelligence, machine learning, uh, in the future, the things that, uh, say, in the uh, commercial industry, uh, you would think as uh, white collar, uh, those will also be ripe for uh, uh, use of artificial intelligence and machine learning technologies to improve the business processes. We'll apply those same technologies internal to uh, DIA and in, in, in the intelligence community and how we operate. One of the things that uh, we must do uh, in order to ensure that we have the right people with the right skill sets, as well as that uh, we have the right focus in terms of applying these new uh, uh, technologies, is to partner with industry. And so uh, through our uh, iHub, that is our innovation hub, uh, we are working to bring in uh, industry to get a better understanding of the uh, capabilities and technologies that they're working on. Uh, we're looking at uh, how do we then uh, rapidly transition those capabilities into our business operating system so that we can uh, better take advantage of those capabilities as well as plan out for the future of how we'll use artificial intelligence as well as change the workforce itself to uh, meet the future uh, requirements. A key question in the discussion of, of artificial intelligence has always been how is that going to impact the human input into anything where AI is used? And one of the things that's critical in the defense world is the human decision-making process, the execution of things that only a human can execute because of the nature of the human brain. Um, how is how far is AI going to be allowed to go in this process? 
So, J.J., I don't think I can answer your question as to how far uh, artificial intelligence will be allowed to go. You know, at uh, some future point, uh, uh, that sort of technology uh, may provide us capabilities that we can't dream of today. But I would tell you in today's uh, current environment, uh, machines are, are, are best able to analyze uh, large sets of information, information that no human could possibly have the time nor the ability to comprehend and understand the nuanced details contained within. What humans do best, though, is they look at the ambiguous, okay, and have an understanding of those things that are not contained within the data itself to reach a conclusion as to uh, what may happen as opposed to what is happening. And from an intelligence perspective, uh, uh, our intent, as it currently exists, is to apply those technologies to uh, data sets and to move our analysts up to the systems level of analysis so that they can provide those more comprehensive uh, assessments that inform our decision makers and allow us to better protect our national security. I guess I would ask, is there anything that I haven't asked you about that you think is important as it relates to this, this venture? Is it a single component or is it part of how we're going to transform the, the uh, process for the organization at large? And I would tell you that from my perspective, I believe that, uh, that uh, this uh, technology will fundamentally change the way we do business within the intelligence community. We're at the forefront. This is the frontier of uh, the, this technology. But suffice to say that as we get more comfortable with it, as we learn its capabilities, as we apply it to uh, our problem sets, it has the ability to provide us a much better and more comprehensive capability to protect our national security. And that's going to entail a significant and fundamental change to the way we do business within the intelligence community. Most of us are familiar with IBM's Watson and what Watson can do. Uh, and you talk about some very complex and important things that the AI processes and uh, technologies that you're engaged in and involved in can, can help you do. Is Watson a good way to sort of characterize for the layman, at least on some level, what you will be, the advantage you'll be getting by employing AI in the future, or is that way too simplistic? Well, J.D., I, I can't um, endorse any uh, one particular company or, or uh, uh, technology. What I will say is that um, uh, artificial intelligence, such as uh, Watson, uh, has an ability to uh, sift through uh, massive amounts of data and within that data, find insights that uh, a human could not possibly do. And so when we look at um, artificial intelligence as, as such as Watson, um, it offers, a, offers us a glimpse into uh, future capabilities that, that we may have and how we can apply them against uh, you know, uh, our uh, requirements and in terms of protecting our national security. And no doubt this will help DIA achieve its mission a lot more effectively. Is that correct? Ab absolutely. Married up with some of the other proposals that we, uh, assuming the other uh, capabilities that we're employing within the IC, such as our uh, IC, um, uh, IT uh, environment, 
as well as the ability to share information across all of the agencies, it's going to provide us a, uh, a capability that will significantly enhance uh, our ability to provide those comprehensive intelligence assessments. That was Johnny Sawyer, Principal Deputy Director for Analysis at DIA. Two points of clarification. We did sit down with General Vincent Stewart, head of DIA, on August 1st. He declined to have any portion of our interview recorded on audio or video. And point number two, General Stewart's tour ends a little bit later in the year, and he'll be moving to a new assignment. As was pointed out on this program, the U.S. is facing alarming global changes, which include more frequent and more destructive wars, increasingly damaging cyber attacks, progressively belligerent and hostile nation states, more clever and deceptive terrorists, and natural disasters that may dwarf the scale of those in previous years. So to that end, stay tuned to Target USA for upcoming elements that are going to deal with all of those issues. That's it for this episode. Coming up on our next program, it could be terrorism, anarchists, cyber criminals, intelligence, nation states, or the U.S.'s own counterintelligence drama that's playing out in the Congress. Join us on Target USA for the latest. Thank you for checking in with us. Follow us on Twitter at TUSA Podcast. That's Tango Uniform Sierra Alpha Podcast. You can also let me know what you think at jgreen at WTOP.com. That's the letter J, the color green, one word, at Whiskey Tango Oscar Papa. jgreen at WTOP.com. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. Hey, everybody. The new Podcast One app is here. There's no other podcast app like this one. Download it in the App Store or on Google Play. You can find out everything about your favorite shows. You can get more content for Target USA. You can find articles, social media, episodes. You can make playlists. There's so much you can do. It's easy to comment and connect with other show fans because we have our own little community there. That's one of my favorite parts, and I'm sure you'll like it too. You can share your favorite content and see behind-the-scenes photos, get 360 video, or watch a bunch of shows in virtual reality. So be sure to download the new Podcast One app. There are 120,000 unsolved murder cases in America. It was the next day that I found out from my parents when it happened, that my sister was killed. Each one is called a cold case. Sometimes you have to look really closely to find the evidence. Damn it, I killed her. Damn it, I killed her. Cold Case Files, the podcast. Garcia is walking into the home of a real monster. I was nervous. I realized what kind of person I was dealing with. It's a goosebump moment. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe at Apple Podcasts or podcastone.com.